And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Seeing Red. Hey, boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya. And I'm Aaron Illich. All right, kids, this is what's going on. Rebecca is here. Well, she's technically here, but she's not going to be with us tonight. Her and my wife, Lacey, have started a new company. Um, what is it called? Bets Your Lace Designs. That's it. Yes, Bets Your Lace, Bets Your Lace Designs. Um, and they make handmade jewelry, necklaces, brooches, Rings, all types of stuff. Yeah. What else do you know with there? Um, I think that's about it. So what's going on is they're in the back room. They're working on their, their product plan right now. Mind you, this is handmade jewelry, just to cut you off there, because I know a lot of people given, you know, Lacey and, and Rebecca some con- a little bit of controversy with the prices of things. People don't understand it's not manufactured, it's handmade. Right, literally from scratch. Yes. So they're in the back, they're working on their product. So it's going to be Aaron and I this week. Next week, Rebecca should be back. That is the game plan. Um, so I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. There's a lot of things going on in the Jayzo Modcast network. Uh, one of the things is there's going to be two. Le- well, we're down to five days a week. Mm-hmm. We're running Monday through Friday. Weekends are off, and I've gotten some emails ever since I made that conversion that you know people are like, why, why, you know, I enjoy listening to you guys every single day of the week. And you have to think about this, folks is with seven days a week, that means I have to be working on something every day. Yep. And with Terry DeShear, a.k.a. Rupert Rick, he's MIA. He disappeared. I, I haven't heard from him in, in over a month. Um, and I know he's been, you know, really, he's been battling cancer. And, and last time I saw him, it's getting worse. And I want to just throw that out first is that I do hope that he's doing better. He's feeling well because I know, you know, cancer is a nasty thing and he's been fighting yeah. it for years. Um, but I haven't seen or heard from him in over a month. And the last time I heard anything from him was back in June and he didn't have the internet. So he couldn't send me, um, new podcast well it was a decision made because originally because he had missed so many podcasts uh this year he was dropped um from both of our carriers you know from our network carriers and you know i didn't feel it necessary to to keep him there and to you know promote him as an ongoing show since he hasn't I think the actual last time he put out a podcast was in May, I yeah, think. I April, late April, May, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so that's been a long time. So though it was something that I, I didn't want to do, it was something that I felt necessary on a business end to do. Yeah. Um, and and that was to go ahead and move the Tree Frog Expose Cafe into the closed shows 
Um, another thing that is coming to an end, there's two more shows left, and that is my show, Who's the Boss? Um, after, right now we're on episode 38, I'll get around to recording 39. Um, 40 is going to be the last. And, it, and it's just to this point, kids. It's I get on there and I yammer for a fucking hour, and I don't feel like I, it's not fun because I'm just talking to myself. Mm. And <clears throat> I don't know. It just it doesn't. You know, I look forward to recording with you and Rebecca every week. I'm, yeah. In fact, I'm always fucking <laughs> calling you. Come over, let's do this. What are you, do this. What are you doing? Yeah. Just come over. Come over and podcast. Come on, I got some pizza. Exactly. <laughs> Bribe you. <laughs> and um, you know, and and I I enjoy working with Sadie on on what we think, and it's. It's that feedback. I get some type of feedback, but with who's the boss, I'm just like, I'm looking at the fucking dog, you know. Welcome to Who's the Boss. This is David K. Montoya. Yeah, say it like Scooby Doo. Welcome to Who's the Boss. Yeah, really. So I've decided that I'm going to end Who's the Boss on episode 40. And after that, that's it. No more. Um, It's going to be five days a week. It's going to be Seeing Red, Movie Madhouse. Fat Ass Podcast, What We Think is moved to Thursdays, and of course, Flashback Fridays. And so, that, isn't that, that's leaving a Wednesday, a Wednesday spot open? No, Wednesdays is uh, Fat Ass. Okay, no. American Fat Ass Podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm a little tired, guys. Some podcast tired, guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I feel you, actually. Yeah. I'm, the more I get here, the more I get comfortable. I'm just like, ah. And what the listeners don't know is my son, Jaden, has started a new school. Unfortunately for me, they have not set up the transportation. Because and anybody that's listened to any show that I'm in, ever, will know by now that my son is a high-functioning autistic child. And... He was going to this school here in Apple Valley called Mariana Academy. And essentially what they told me at the end of the year was that they could not facilitate his needs, um, which was kind of a, a cop-out to me, to be completely truthful with you. They just didn't want to deal with him anymore. And his teacher was very subpar. So they said, well, your option is to move out to another school. And I was like, fuck it, you know, give me another school. You know, I, yeah. I, I'm I'm tired of this. Just give me another school. Yeah, that, I think that's bullshit too. So the school that they picked is way the fuck out there. It takes me 23 minutes to drive from my house to his school. Mm-hmm. So that means that I have to get up at five o'clock in the morning just so I can get him up at six o'clock in the morning. So we can leave at 7 o'clock in the morning so we can be there, fight all the traffic, and get him to class by 8.05. So what this comes down to is I'm really fucking tired. Oh, yeah, I completely understand. I used to go to a school where, actually, believe it or not, this is when I was living with my grandma Mm -hmm. back in northern Las Vegas and my school was in northern Las Vegas and anybody knows how far out northern Las Vegas is over by Craig Ranch Villas going from uh, 
Owens and fucking Pecos all the way to Craig Ranch Villas every day, that's just about as far as where you're going. <laughs> so, and it, it's, it's, they, they promised me, and of course they never, they, it doesn't surprise me now that they didn't come through on the promise. They're like, oh, you know, we'll have things set up for him on day, day two. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not expecting day one because you have to get shit in the system. And yeah. I get that. But by day two, okay. And on day one, I went and to make sure that he was all set to go to be picked up on, on day two. And they're like, he's not even in the system. Nothing's what? been ordered. So I'm like, Fuck me running. So I had to go through and, you know, when I talked to the principal, the principal's really nice. Um, I know her first name is Mariana, but I don't remember what her last name is off the top of my head. And Torres, Mariana Torres, she's the principal. And, um, you know, she helped me. She made some calls. And, and hopefully by Monday, um, the coming Monday, you know, the bus will be here. And I, I'll, I'll just have to get him up, get him off to school. And then I can go back to sleep. Yeah. That's the game plan, hopefully. Wake up at 9 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Speaking of game plans, one of the things, well, not one of the things, the thing that we're going to talk about tonight is my multiple movie endeavors. Um, I've received a few emails because I'm working on a new movie. And people are like, why are you jumping around skipping fucking movies? <laughs> I was actually wondering that the other day, so I was like, wait a second, wasn't he working on like two other or three other ones? Wait a second. <laughs> so let me, we're going to, I'm going to go ahead and give you the whole, I'm, I'm doing it in phases. Um, phase one is going to be the movie script that I just finished. Uh, I was on a two-week vacation. You, you guys were here most yeah. of the time. And I wrote a new script. It's a horror script, and it's called At Death's Door. And I felt it was really good. And I gave it to Rebecca to read, and she, she read through it really quick. And that was surprising because that script is 72 pages long. Okay, so that means that movie right now is 72 minutes long. She read through it, and she said it was really, really good, that, you know, I needed to really work on it, and she gave me some really good input about some changes for the second draft that I'm, I'm in, uh, employing right now. And then I'm going to make that my first movie to make. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because financing-wise, the cost-wise, it's going to be the cheapest thing to make. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's it's like an old hammer horror flick mixed with, you know, some uh, suspense. So, realistically, I can make that movie a lot cheaper than I could make a Yolk No, a Yolk Gnome, believe it or not, which is probably the best thing I've ever written, honestly. Yeah. But... <clears throat> That is also going to be the most expensive thing to be made, is that fucking cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so, at the end of everything, is to reach a Yotnum. That's my game plan, is to make money off of all these different projects, to to make the money to make a Yotnum. That's mm-hmm. how fucking expensive it is. So, what we're going to do is, I'm working on the second draft, and, and, and pretty much what 
how do I how do I break it down? What the basis of the story is is this girl she moves to a small town, and murders start happening, and there's a whole bunch of new characters in with it. Um, you have Dylan, who's the main lead. Uh, Mel, you have Walter, who's the cop. He's like a uh, a recovering drug addict, and you got to figure out who the killer is. Mm-hmm. And I will guarantee you, Colonel Mustard. Yeah, <laughs> I guarantee you, you're not going to figure out who the killer is because it's it's so left field. It's never been done. Why this person is killing? The the reason, the motivation behind that character and the murder is is not because I went on, I checked, I went through IMDb, blah blah blah. And in fact, I'm gonna have uh, script clearance. You know, they're gonna literally go through all the fucking copyrighted scripts and see if there's anything similar to it. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so, once that happens, once I have the final third draft in my hands. Then I'm going to take the third draft. Plus, I'm working on a proposal right now. I have someone that has been in the movie theater, or movie theater, movie business. Um, he has the money to back us. And I'm going to approach it like a regular business deal. That is my game plan. I'm going to say, okay, what I want to do, I want to shoot for 28 days in September 2015. So that's 28 days, Monday through Friday. Saturday and Sunday off. So that means the entire month of September of 2015, we're going to shoot this. We want to shoot it in a place called Ely. And, you know, this is how we're going to do the housing. This is how we're going to do the meals, you know, for while we're shooting because, you know, we have to feed them. Yeah. And we have we have to submit this, okay? This is how much I'm asking for. This is what kind of percentage rate I'm looking to give you. If if you're willing to give that much money, I'm willing to negotiate on how much of a percentage cut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we take all that. We send it to him. If he says yes, then we're good to go. We start casting. And then by September of 2015, which gives us a year, a little over a year, year and two months, um, to start pre-production and work our way into production. Like I said, we have to do the casting, we have to get the approvals, we have to get everything done. Oh yeah, and when the permits we need to get, you know, done. Um, fuck, you know, we have to buy the equipment, and if if we are buying the equipment. Or are we going to versus to actually go and see if we can get like a small production company to do it? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of legwork, paperwork that needs to be finished before all this. And hopefully by September 2015, we can start shooting the movie. And like I said, minus the pickups, um, the majority of it I'm planning on shooting in Ely. Okay. Now, if he says no to the proposal, then I go to plan B. Plan B is start a Kickstarter campaign. Um, I've, I'm looking into that. I've been studying that. I've actually been studying Kickstarter since the whole um, Incubus yeah. <laughs> project. So I've been studying that for a while. I'm kind of 
fill in pretty comfortable. Um, so hopefully we won't have to get to you know, plan B, but if plan B does in fact go into effect and we can pull the money that we're asking for, then we take that money and make the movie. Now, the nice thing is with plan B is there's no payback. You know, yeah. with Kickstarter, you don't have to pay people back. The only thing that you're obligated to do is make a movie. Mm -hmm. So that's the nice thing. Um, if Kickstarter doesn't work, Plan C. Plan C. The goes big in the, C. Yes. And C, coincidentally, is for comics. And I have a very large comic collection I've had for almost, come May 2015, I've had for 25 years. Damn. Um, and I, mm -hmm. Plan C is, I will sell them. I will, I have, I have an X-Men number one from 1963. I have an X-Men negative one that is signed with the certificate of authenticity by Stan Lee. I have a X-Men one half that was published by Wizard, and I think they only made like 2,000 copies of that magazine. You know, so just those three comic books right there on my wall are, you know, big bucks. And mm -hmm. I also have two big containment tubs you've seen them you've yeah seen them. those fucking giant ass tubs of, oh my god we could barely move them <laughs> of comic books so if need to be i will sell my comics for no less than forty thousand dollars but that's everything i have and <clears throat> that that's kind of where it all lies is with plan c i don't have a plan d and, you know, because I, I don't see it not feasible to sell the comics. I, I see it as presented to the right person mm -hmm. for what I have. You know, $45,000 is not a lot of money for the comic books. So once we get that done, we get the money together. That's the big thing. In any type of venture, it's just to get the money together. Of course. And once we get it, we make the movie, right? Then we're going to run it through some film festivals. That's the plan. I don't want to shoot myself in the foot. Because I know, and I've been doing some research, like I said, with ever since the Incubus thing, I've been, I've been doing research on watching independent films and what they're doing. And a lot of independent films are shooting themselves in the foot because they're going and they're making quick deals to like get on Netflix or get in the Redbox. Yeah, you're making money. Yeah, you might get your money back. But you're and, not going to turn a profit. Yeah, and if they do, they're not turning a big profit. No. But if you make the circuit run, if you do the film festivals, you could be picked up by a big distributor. And mm -hmm. I have zero problem selling the movie to a big-name distrib distributor for a whole lot of fucking money. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Well, speaking of film festivals, you've seen that Kevin Smith uh, recently went to, was it the Toronto Film Festival and, and had Tusk be playing? No, I didn't know yeah. that, actually. Yeah. I was like, what? That's one of the biggest uh, film festivals in the world, actually. Really? Yeah, it's it's like a, a three-day thing. It's like it's like a, the Great White North... Uh, uh, Sundance Festival, eh? 
Nah, I'm, I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, he that was for you, Rob. <laughs> but he he uh, he had his the new movie that he just made, Tusk. Tusk, yeah. It played, and I was like, wow, because a lot of big name people go out there for that festival, like all like music producers, everybody. Uh, speaking of the Great White North and movies, um, one of the things that we've sealed a deal on is uh, Rob Bellamy, who is also uh, a fellow podcaster here on the Jason Modcast Network with mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Movie Madhouse, and he does Flashback Fridays. He's been going to school for film editing, and we've had some negotiation. Well, not negotiation. We just kind of talked about it, and he's agreed to cut our film. So whenever we get to that point of needing the editor, you know, because we'll have several shots of the same scene and we'll just send the whole shebang to him. And then he's the one that's going to put it all together into the actual film. So I just wanted to throw that out because you were talking about, you know, Canada and and films. (laughs) And I just kind of clicked it off in my head. So whatever point we get, if we... Well, hold on, let me back up a little bit more because I was getting, talking about something that got sidetracked. With the independent circuit, people are shooting themselves in the foot because, they're, like I said, they're selling their, their rights, their digital rights to, like I said, um, Netflix, Redbox, Amazon, streaming, iTunes, and all that shit. Yeah. Well, you're limiting yourself because you you want to do the full movie experience. You know, go to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what it's all about is going to the movie theater and watching a film. For me, that is that's what yeah. it's about. And you're gonna make more money. You know, you, you've got to just put your best foot forward and hope for the best. You know, nothing in this life is for sure. Everything is a gamble. You get in your fucking car in the morning, you, it's a gamble. You know, it's just one of those things that you have to do. And a lot of independent filmmakers are just not taking that gamble. They're going the safe route. So we, when we finish the movie, will do the, the film festival circuit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that would be awesome if it got picked up yeah. by a distributor. You know, Paul Mark. Who knows? Then, <laughs> then we move into phase two. Phase two is the second most expensive movie. And that is Incubus. I have not forgotten about Incubus. But it's... It's how do I say this? It's more expen. It'll be more expensive to to shoot Incubus, even though it's more condensed of a film and it takes place in one area. What I need because it's more, you know, it's all about the Amish. So I need Amish costumes. I need carts and horses and and you know everything Amish. Mm-hmm. So all that shit's going to cost money. So once we finish. At this door, we have money, we have our own fucking money, then we can go and invest that into Incubus. Mm-hmm. So that's phase two. Now, we're going to do the same route as we do with At Death's Door. We're going to put it together, we're going to shoot it. I already know where I want to shoot it. I want to shoot it here in Big Bear, Big Bear, California, and you know, put it all together and put it out on the festival. Again, try to you get, know, it out there. get it out there. Now, 
then if we actually make, well, yeah, yeah, because I was going to say, it's probably, okay, because I'm talking at minimum, at this door, I could probably make it for $40,000, the absolute minimum. So, realistically speaking, Incubus is probably going to be closer to... hundred k. I was going to say about $100,000 because of, of the sets that I need. You know, yeah. I need shit build. Get a fucking stagecoach up in there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because it's got to be real. It's got to yeah. be visually real. You know, people got to believe that that's uh, wherever the fuck I placed it out, you know, Midwest. <laughs> you know, not in California. Yeah. So we go, we get the money from that second movie, okay? So now we move it into the Ayotnum cartoon. The Ayotnum cartoon is probably, I think I can get it as of right now. I think it's going to cost me $250,000 is what the animation is going to cost. And, you know, if, if we have sold at this door, if we've sold Incubus, we'll have $250,000. Yeah. So we can go and move into production on um, a Yotnum. Now, here's the, here's the thing that's different from a Yotnum to the other two movies. A Yotnum being an animated movie, it's disqualified. Well, number one, it's animated and it's going to be like... If I'm going to make it, I'm doing the whole 110 fucking minutes. Yeah. So it's not going to be a short at any, you know, it's 10 minutes off from being a fully uh, feature film. Yeah. <clears throat> so it being not a short, an animated short, we're disqualified from the Tribeca Film Festival, the Sundance Film Festival, um, the Los Angeles Film Festival, there's one in, what is it, Washington, that one in Washington, I can't think of what it's called. I have no idea. But four of our big film festivals were disqualified because they don't do animated films, full-length animated films. They do little five-minute shorts. So what I would do with that, with the Ayotnum, I would go the opposite route than what we were doing, and then I would go to Netflix, iTunes, Amazon, because that's the way to sell it. Yeah. Unless by that time, um, you know, we've, we've made such a, <clears throat> a relationship with that industry that we could actually push it to, like, a cartoon network or something. Yeah. Adult Swim. Yeah, something like that. Uh, you know, that would be completely feasible. It would be cool if it was on, like, uh, Crunchyroll or Anime Now or Anime Network. Well, and it would totally fit, too, because yeah. it would be anime. Yeah. As I'm saying, like, uh, Hulu's got their own anime section now. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they've been had it, but it's it's getting a lot bigger. And now, a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, 
Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jazelmon.com. I don't know if we talked about this, but we have a, a new cat in the house called Simba. And I'll get back to the movies in a minute, but I just have to get this. This cat is going to give me more gray hairs and more balding than I think my dog will. <laughs> this cat drives me up the fucking wall. <laughs> uh, well, he's a combination of uh, two of our most hyper cats, actually. Oh, yeah, well, it's definitely visible. And he's just running around the house. He's trying to jump on wires and lights. And Dude, he was doing backflips on fucking Rebecca earlier. Did you see that shit? He was like, do a barrel roll, do a barrel roll, do a barrel roll. Fucking Star Fox over here and shit. It's funny. So that's what we're going to do with the uh, Yotnum. Okay? 
So mm-hmm. Death's Door first, then Incubus second, Ayotnam third. There is a fourth film that I've started writing. And I stopped writing it. And, and it's Rebecca's fault that I started writing this fourth film. <laughs> because I was taking the information that she was telling me about the rewrites and reworking the new stuff into the, the at-desk door. Mm-hmm. And I just started working on it, and it just started turning into a whole different fucking story. I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm like, you know, going at it. That's how I am. If I, if I get on a roll of something, my imagination takes a hold of me and fucking brings it to a place where I never thought I would go with it. And I'm like, no, 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 Completely fucking off topic. Scribble it out. Damn it, Russo. So I literally, I stopped at like the 20, 25 point mark because I was like, what I'm writing is is like it's not going to be cheap, and and we're not even. I think there's going to be a lot of CG required for what I'm, you know, the fourth film, which I don't even have a title for, but it's a fourth film. <laughs> he doesn't know what it is, but it's going to be one. Well, I know exactly what it is, what the story is. But it's it requires there's a lot of demonic creatures and, and ghosts and shit, so that requires a lot of CG work. Scary monsters and ice sprites. Yes. Okay. And um, honestly, to do that movie justice, mm-hmm. <laughs> two to four million dollars. Damn. Holy shit. So that's why I just stopped writing. I stopped at twenty. I'm like, you know what? I we let's let's get to that point. Let's finish a Yotnome and see how much money we have. If we have enough money to make the next film after mm-hmm. a Yotnome, this the one I'm working on, then I'll finish writing it. But at this point, I I just you know, I mean, I'm a writer. I want to write and create, but. If it's never going to get made, why? Why yeah. just write it and put it in, in a file somewhere for the rest of my life and say, oh, real? Well, that's what game producers do. I'm dead serious. Any kind of game, I've seen it with DC Universe, I've seen it with Final Fantasy, I've seen it with you know, a bunch of like online games. Uh-huh. Metal Gear Solid being one of them. They, they have, they, what they do is they have people write down ideas put them in a folder, have a meeting, exchange ideas, see what's feasible, what's not feasible, toss out what they can't put into the game, uh, and then bring everything, you know, okay, well, let's let's take it right here. For the next patch or for the next update, we're going to do this, incorporate all this shit, and then make a story out of it, and then move it all along, and then keep making ideas off of what you've produced. Hmm. That's interesting. It's like all it is is like backup brainstorming. That's an idea. Because, well, let's just, well, I'm focusing all my attention on at desk door. That's where we're at right now. And I, I, you were laughing at me because we were outside, I was smoking a cigarette, and I said, so help me God, I'm going to make this thing happen. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm going to make it happen. If I have to send my wife out to D Street every night, <laughs> it will happen. For the love of God, it will happen. I want it that bad, you know? Yeah. 
and then that'll get the ball rolling. You know, and that's kind of like what the, you know, the update for everybody is, is that, uh, let's see, let me just back up and see, because I've, I've been kind of all over the place. First script is written. Mm-hmm. Rebecca read it. Did you read it or no? I never got a chance to. Um, she gave me some really good feedback. I'm writing the second draft right now. When you get done with the second draft, I want to read it. Because you, you were telling me you were adding a bunch of different stuff with it, and I want to see everything as a whole before you ship it off to be the, the final draft. Because I know you have to go back and re-edit everything and right. you know, figure out what, what you want to do, where you want to place certain things. Well, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. It's trying to figure out how things fit. Um, so once I finish the second draft, I'll give it to you, I'll give it to Rebecca, and I'll let you guys read it. I'll take your input. If I need to cut, I'll write more, I'll write more. If I need to cut, I'll cut. And then once we finish the third draft, then we're going to go and we're going to send it for uh, script clearance. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because you can't sell a draft, or, and I didn't know this until recently, you can't sell a script unless it's been cleared. It's a script clearance. You know, in a way, it's completely 100% original content. Right. And then once that happens, once we have the clearance for the script, then I can send it to the producer, you know, mm-hmm. to, to see if they're interested in financing or the uh, Kickstarter or the comic books. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to shoot it in Ely for the, the month of September in 2015. Like we already talked about it, you're going to do the boom operation, mm-hmm. and then Rebecca is doing makeup and special effects makeup. Um, Rob Bellamy is doing the film editing. Yours truly is going to be doing the directing. So, <clears throat> asshole with the can hole. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you're not in the shot. Move over. He's gonna be in the tall ass chair. No, no, no. You know what we need for you? We're gonna get a fucking life chair, a lifeguard chair for you. Get the umbrella. <laughs> Instead of lifeguard, it's gonna say dictator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um. So that's pretty much it. Let me go ahead and plug my book. If you haven't picked it up already, just buy my book, man. Come on, give me a break. It's only nine bucks. Uh, it's a Dark Ride. You can find it on Amazon and bookstores everywhere. 13 short stories, one poem. And that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Remember, and remember, keep your eye out for some new content. Well, I'm going to say content because it's it's not purchased yet. Right. But keep your eye out for some uh, new stuff coming out from Bet's Your Lace Designs. You could look at them on Facebook and Etsy and even follow them on Twitter. Oh, they're on Twitter? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. They are on Twitter. Also, right now we're in the process of helping them build a, uh, a blogger as well. So just keep your eye out. We've got some new stuff coming. And it's all handmade uh, jewelry. jewelry. Yes. Um, and I may as well put a little plug. I know it's a little early. We're still in the August, but I am in negotiations with uh, a certain comic book application 
that you go and buy comic books from and read them off your phone and tablet and I read all my comics from this particular application. It looks like they will be taking uh, a new comic book that I co-wrote and did all the, the drawing for. I did the penciling. Uh, Mario Martinez back in the day did the inking and Richard Wilson did the coloring, fantastic coloring. Um, it's looking like it's going to be released in October. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Uh, more information as it comes. I will drop the name. The, the comic book is called Smash. And it is a parody about comic books itself. Uh, you've seen that one, right? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've read through it. And it's, it, was, it was pretty funny. And that was the thing is it was all meant to be, you know, fun and games and, and just uh, have a good time all around. So that's looking like it's going to come out in October. Uh, let's see. What else? Episode 100 coming up pretty soon. Um, that'll be in November. Mm-hmm. We're going to have ourselves a, a little party for ourselves. Did I tell you what I planned on doing for 100? Actually, I don't think you did. <clears throat> because I can play back episodes and we can record while we listen to it. Yeah. I thought it would be fun that we'd, we'd all sit here and listen to the very first episode of Seeing Red. And oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> and just, yeah, that'll be fun. And make fun of ourselves for an hour. I think that would be good. Make fun of Rebecca. I mean, uh, <clears throat> uh, what do you got? What other stuff do you have? What's going on with you? I know you're getting ready to go to school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think, I don't think I've mentioned that. No, go ahead. Um, how much time do we have left? You've got seven minutes. Okay. Well, as of uh, tomorrow, actually, I will be starting a ROP class for the uh, same thing that you're doing, doing the telemetry technician training. Mm -hmm. So I will be registering for that tomorrow. Hopefully I get in, fingers crossed. I should be one of the first people there. Um, and then Monday the actual class starts and then... Uh, it goes all the way to through May 28th of next year, obviously. Um, and I honestly can't wait to finish this. <laughs> I'm actually really excited, believe it or not. Um, I've been wanting to go back to school for a while now. I miss it. I really do, but I hate it at the same time. <laughs> it's a, to me, education is a love-hate relationship. I don't like to write. I like to type, right? But a lot of the stuff that you have to do is handwritten. Yes. And my handwriting is like chicken scratch. So that right there tells you. <clears throat> well, when you when you get your license, you become an EKG telemetry monitor technician. You're in the medical field, you know, and you're gonna have a job. Yeah. As long as you don't, you know, as long as you don't move to like butt fuck New Jersey or something. Mm -hmm. you'll have a job. You know, as long as there's a city and a hospital <laughs> and ICU yeah. and an ER, you will have a job for the rest of your life. And it'll be a decent paying job. So that's that's a plus because you're 21 years old. Exactly. You know, it took me, let's see, 2003. So how old was I? I was 20, 26. 26. Yeah. 
So I was five years older than you before I even age. before I even <laughs> made that decision to, you know, to to leave because I was a, a certified nursing assistant for eight years before I, I went into that field. Yeah. And money wise, job wise, everything wise, that was the best decision in my life was to change my profession. That's, and I think I'll enjoy it a lot actually because. To me, it doesn't seem like a high-pressure environment. Like you said earlier, you were telling me, you know, it's a, it's, it'll become a second nature to you. Um, I think literally, from what I understand, you basically read technology. Right. So I'm thinking to me, it's like I, I can, I can pick up on things really fast. I can understand, you know literary terms faster than I can understand slang terms. Right. <laughs> so, um, I think it'll be good. I'm actually really excited, believe it or not. I just, I, I'm a little nervous. I will say that, but I know I can do it. The trick is, is that you can't let it get to you. You, you have to, it's, how do I say this? Fuck. You know it or you don't know it. There's no in-between. And, you know, a lot of people that I know that are in this profession, they don't know it, but they pretend to know it. And they, they, they make a paycheck just like I do. But, you know, that's that's the thing. That's what makes people from good to crappy. Yeah. Is there is no in-between in this field. It's neither you know what you're doing or you or don't, you don't know. It. know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, that that uh, newscast thing where the guy gets up in in, in the uh, the shot he's like, you gotta take her and fuck her right in the pussy! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, I'm like, oh my god. But uh, I'm gonna take her and fuck her right in the pussy. That's what you have to do. Especially mm-hmm. in this field. Because when you get in the real environment, you know, obviously you'll be working in a hospital. And the trick is, as far as pressure-wise, is the pressure comes from you. Yeah. You Neither you allow yourself to get stressed out or you just focus on your job at hand and you don't get stressed out. Of course. That's, that's why I think uh, I'll do pretty well. Because I, I, I was telling you earlier, uh, to me... Rebecca gets mad at me sometimes when I'll, I'll sit there and I'll listen to music. She's like, looks at me all weird. It, to me, music helps relieve my stress. So, you know, every now and then, get the headphones, plug them in. And just focus on the book. Mm-hmm. And I'm here. You know, I've been doing this for 11 years. I Well, uh, you, know, you know, it's probably going to be... You picking me up, and then you bringing me over here, and then we'll study. And then uh, Rebecca will probably end up coming over here, picking me up, and be like, well, what'd you guys do? And then we'll tell her. We podcasted. Time hit the book. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I'm actually, I'm excited for you because like I said, it, it'll be a good, you know, you, you'll, 
I'm not knocking dicks. Um, dicks. You're not knocking dicks. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that's not wrong. I'm not knocking ditch diggers. Yeah. Okay. But let's just face it. You know, people in those type of jobs are very low on the education scale, and it's it's manual labor. Yeah. Right. You become a monitor technician. You'll never have to worry about digging holes. You'll never have to worry about working at McDonald's or Kmart or Walmart. Well, shit, is the fucking economy as it's acting now, you might have to. They already want people with fucking college degrees that work at McDonald's. Yeah, that's funny. And I'm like, if you got that level of education, why are you even trying to find a fast food profession job? Yeah. But the thing is, and and officers know this, is that once you have that in your hands, it doesn't matter what they say. You are licensed. Yeah. You will never have to worry about those secondary jobs, those manual labor jobs. You know, you can always work and grow and make more money. And that's what the name of the game is. It's all about making money. Yeah, I know. Originally, I was thinking about, uh, you know, going down to Barstow and do, like, a security job thing. And I was like, mm. No, you want to yeah. do something that you enjoy. And then your mom's like, well, you can always take a phlebotomist class. I'm like, I don't even trust people sticking we- me with needles, let alone me sticking other people with needles. The thing is, is you have to find a job that you enjoy, that you love. If not, you're not going to be there long. And it's exactly. just- and it's just a waste exactly. of time. It is a waste of fucking time because if you hate a job bad enough, you will figure out a way to get fired. Oh, and, I know. And you will draw unemployment for six months. Okay, that's... that's. <laughs> I know my brother, he showed me all the tricks. And... <laughs> I don't think that's something to be proud of. <laughs> Wait a second here. Uh. <coughs> Excuse me. So anyway, that's that. Um, so we'll find out on Monday when we... Uh, no, not this Monday. Next Monday. Because we're going to record on Sunday. This mm-hmm. upcoming Sunday. Because the recording that we're doing right now is going to come go out on Friday. So which is tomorrow. Yeah. So then we're going to come back, we're going to record another episode Sunday, which will be Monday. So not this coming Monday, but next Monday. We'll know if you made it into the class and you'll probably already start, um, you know, well, yeah, you will. You already have a couple classes under your belt by the time we do the next, not this recording, but the next recording. So that's pretty much it, kids. Um... Fuck, I, I feel like I'm forgetting something. It's just because Rebecca's not on the mic. That's it. Um, she's making out with her uh, her feline boyfriend <laughs> over there. She's taking selfies with him. Say so, hey. So, one more time, go to, uh, you know, Amazon, buy my book. It's a Dark Ride. Um, October Smash coming out. And, you know, once the deal is done, then I can say what popular... I mean, if, if anybody knows anything about comic books, they already know what I'm talking about. You know, Or or if anybody listens to the podcast, they they know it. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna say anything further with that. You probably go a few episodes back, or uh, yeah, really. You just yeah. Um. So that's coming out. Uh. I've I've already gone in the circles with at Death's Door. I think it's really good. I think that you're gonna enjoy it. I think Rebecca's gonna enjoy it, and I think you, the listeners, are gonna enjoy it. Um. Especially when you see it on the big screen and you get to that ending. And you find out who the killer is, and you're gonna go, "Fuck me! That person is the killer," because it, it's the whole story. And you're you're not gonna figure it out. You're not. I'm telling you, it's Colonel Mustard. And if you figure out who the killer is, <laughs> you're not gonna figure out what their motive is. And if you figure that out, then oh, fuck. I don't know. I, I, you're. You must have got a hold of the script or something. <laughs> they found a leaked copy. Yes. Um, so there we got that going. Bet your lace. You can check that out at. Do we have an address? A website address? Um, I'm not so sure on the URL on that, but go to Facebook. You put the URL in. Okay, uh, Rebecca is saying that you can go to www.facebook.com slash betyourlacedesigns. Bet's your lace design. B-E-T-T-S, your lace designs. And then she'll have a, a link there to actually go to the website where you can purchase the the, uh, the jewelry. There we yeah. go. I, think I, I couldn't think of it. <laughs> My brain's starting to shut down it's on like, me. It's like... I can see it's like I feel the same way and you know if you're not by this time you should be following or friending us on Facebook and Twitter Uh, that's the entire Jaisal Modcast Network you can check us out at facebook.com slash Jaisal Modcast and the number one Uh, you know like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter which is twitter.com slash Jaisal Modcast and you'll you'll get the information before everybody else because I I usually I update the the Twitter and the Facebook page first and then I update the RSSS RSS feed which means that you'll find out through Twitter and Facebook before the RSS feed sends out messages to like iTunes and Stitcher. So if, if you're interested in getting the shit before everybody else, you know, join us on Facebook and Twitter. All right, I'm about to pass out on this mic, kids. So for this week, I am David K. Montoya. And I'm Aaron Illich. And if you have no clue what the fuck I've been talking about for almost the last hour, then you might be seeing red. I'll see you next Monday. Bye-bye. Welcome to Seeing Red. Say we didn't warn you.